Absolutely. And music and sound can be a wholly universal experience because it crosses boundaries and language barriers yeah. and religious barriers much mm-hmm. better than than um, visual uh, mediums can. Yeah. Um, even even speech, actually. I mean, because yeah. languages, you know, but you don't need a language to hear a badom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And I don't think that's going to offend anybody that I no. can think of, you know. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. I'm your host, Jody Krangle, and this podcast will discuss just how sound influences our behavior. I generally talk about this in the context of advertising and marketing, but there are other places this is important too. I really feel that it plays a much more important role in our lives than maybe we realize. So let's delve a little deeper. This is the second part of my interview with Hamish McDonald. You had uh, mentioned um, spatial sound work previously when we had been talking. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm i curious as to how that works with the, the sound design that you guys put out. Um, when you say spatial sound work, what, what do you mean exactly? Well, this uh, we have eight engineers, and, um, and often the music is the headline of a, of a, of a, of a job. And the, yeah. sa- the great sound design and mix work can sometimes be forgotten about a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So, spa- you know, spatial sound work has really brought the engineers back to the uh, the superstars, the rock stars in the in the whole equation, which is, has been lovely to see, especially over these last few years since the resurgence of VR and AR. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, where working in spatial sound is really being able to place. Um, sound effects within a sphere, a 360 degree sphere, so that, you know, in previous versions of um, virtual reality, if you had goggles on and you needed someone to look to the left, a big arrow would appear and point to the left. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, obviously over the, um, the advances in technology, um, especially in the audio side, um, now you can actually put a dinosaur roaring to your left or a drop of water or, you know, uh, uh, anything uh, than actually direct the head. You know, we did a, a wonderful project, which was, um, you know, one of the most fun that I remember um, that our team have, has worked on for Mercedes and AMG. Mm-hmm. Um, the AMG has a very, very um, unique uh, sound uh, and a specific note that, uh, that, the, um, that the engine makes this roar. And so we had the clever people at BBDO suddenly uh, say to us, you know, we want audio to be uh, first. We want audio to be the the star of this show. So much so that we actually want to put this in cinemas, uh, in the Cinema 4DX to start with, and actually have just a black screen. And we want you to bring the sound of the AMG uh, engine to life. Wow. And yeah, which was just such a lovely project for an, uh, a music and sound house to hear. Um, of course. Yeah. So we ended up, um, one of our engineers ended up plotting what we could achieve in a 30 second time frame in terms of how many times we could get the car to do a donut around our head or drive <laughs> through our brain or over That's or great. under. And we had a lot of fun plotting that out. And mm-hmm. then we um, we ended up uh, hiring this incredible sound designer, uh, sorry, sound recordist called Watson Wu, who was on the set of um, Baby Driver. 
He was mm-hmm. the uh, the head sound recorders from Pavy Driver. And we took a couple of a- uh, AMG Mercedes up to uh, Skidpan, Toronto, and um, miking them up and just um, tearing them to pieces and recording this wonderful audio. Uh, that we then wow, got that to, must have been fun. Yeah, put in, <laughs> Oh, it was, it was wonderful fun. It was wonderful fun. And again, yeah, no camera crews. There was nothing like that. It was all about uh, our um, engineers and sound recorders being the hero and set, having a lot of fun with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, the the result was incredible. Uh, you know, people going in. Uh, I think they released at the same time as uh, the last Fast and the Furious film. So mm-hmm. they used the same uh, smell of um, rubber. Um, and the vibration in the seats in the 4DX cinemas. So you'd sit in there, everything would go pitch black, and mm-hmm. suddenly you'd hear the AMG engine start up and start doing donuts, and you'd smell the rubber, uh, your seat would be vibrating, and then at the end just the logo came up, and that was the ad. Wow. That would be uh, an experience. My goodness. Yeah. It was, yeah, <laughs> How it was a lot of fun. How much fun is that? Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. So, yeah, talking about the science of all this, because you had mentioned that you have external partners. So how does the how did you figure out that this would be a thing, that this would work? (laughs) Well, again, I think it just goes back to that subjective um, idea in that, you know, we can tell you what the best piece of music is that we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the CMO might believe that that's the best bit of music or he might believe a different one is. But, you know, what is going to resonate with the listener and what is going to evoke the right emotions and what is going to be listened to 190 million times or whatever, you know, uh, you know, like a Netflix logo, uh, Sonic logo, mm-hmm. um, and still maintains it, maintain its relevance or not lose yes. lose its place uh, in relevance over two decades. And you not know, annoy you so much that you just want to speed through it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have, there's a few of those out there that I'm uh, sure. just yes, there are. rub me the wrong way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, and so, you know, it, we really went, okay, well, look, we can pretend that we have the expertise in-house um, mm-hmm. or we can look out and see who is the best in the world or in the market that um, can advise us so mm-hmm. that we can bring them on at an early stage and really direct our creatives, our creative directors and our composers and our engineers who are all going to have a look at this brief um, and hone that direction um, and then let us loose. And we find that we get the best results that way. And what we also do is you know the CMO should take a lot of comfort in that this is actually not just a well-written piece of music. Um, this actually is written in a way that is relevant to your brand, your brand positioning, your your customer base. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think you really you can always get a good result, but do you know that it's a good result? And you know, I think as we spoke before, you know, a great Sonic logo, you know. You don't know that immediately. I don't care who you are, yeah. Brian Eno or not. You know, you you don't know that you've got a great Sonic logo till it's been in the market and it's tried and tested, and you know, it's either sitting in uh, as an earworm or it's not. Yeah, and and so true because a lot of this has to do with repetitiveness, right? So being consistent and repetitive with using these means that they'll either work or annoy the hell out of people. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and this is where I think um, I, I, I read something recently that I think I have a, um, a 
I'm, I don't quite a- agree with in that, you know, mm-hmm. if you read an article on Netflix, uh, the Sonic logo a year ago, uh, it was lauded as the best Sonic logo in the world and it's incredible. And and then there's been a few things in the press recently about how it has negative connotations now um, mm. because people are listening to it too much. And um, I, I, I disagree with that in that, you know, I think that um, what they've been able to achieve. I, well, I, th- I think the, the, the maybe the reporting is slightly skewed in that I think people are feeling negative about themselves because they've heard it so many times because yeah. they are binge- binging, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they're watching more TV than they would really want to admit. But uh, that's what they're putting on it, not what the brand is actually putting out. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the I, th- I think the the Netflix uh, Sonic logo is a brilliant one, and um, you know it's short and sharp. You can binge without it driving you nuts. Yes. Um, and you know the fact that it's um, in 190 countries or something, um, and it's distinctive. Anyone can say "tadum." Um, you know, it it really sort of plays in into the minds of the listener, and um, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, I think it's 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 wonderful, and and um, it can be as repetitive as it wants, and it will still be relevant. Yeah, I I think that's a key too because people want to uh, understand the logos, the Sonic logos that they're hearing, no matter where you are in the world, and because sound reaches us so deeply, it should be kind of a universal experience. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And music and sound can be a wholly universal experience because it crosses boundaries and language barriers yeah. and religious barriers much mm-hmm. better than than um, visual uh, mediums can. Yeah. Um, even even speech, actually. I mean, because yeah. languages, you know, but you don't need a language to hear a badom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And I don't think that's going to offend anybody that I no. can think of, you know. Um, and, you know, music is, you know, extremely powerful in creating memories, you know, and I think we, you know, we, as we touched on, you know, its abilities to cross boundaries, um, as you say, unless it's, uh, unless there's a, a vocal cue, you know, it, it crosses languages, barriers, um, countries and, you know, religious beliefs much mm-hmm. better than a visual medium can. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Which is, so- uh, again, why MasterCard, I think, um, mm-hmm. You know, in particular, oh. you know, in 2016, they took off all wording off their logo for the first time ever. Um, and then obviously in 2019 came up with their first Sonic branding um, exercise, which has been so well received and mm-hmm. has Visa scrambling. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I have noticed that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they paid a lot of money for that particular uh, Sonic branding. Um, and I I mean, it must be paying off for them because, wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, absolutely. You know, and, you know, but but as, as they should, you know, I mean, um, I was actually chatting to Bradley Vines, who's... Um, who, who works in neuroscience that um, I mm-hmm. was talking as one of our external partners um, about this. Um, and, you know, we, we were tossing up about, you know, why are people so happy to spend money on visual logos and not so much on audio logos and they can't really see the difference, you know, and it comes back to this idea of uh, heritage and designing a sound like you would a logo that needs to survive the test of time. 
uh, mm-hmm. be it repetitive or be it the changing of trends or whatever it is. Um, and again, I think this is why I sort of went uh, a little bit against the study uh, recently about Netflix is that, you know, the Apple logo was designed in 1977. You don't change the logo. Mm. You update the logo to make it look a little bit slicker, a little bit more techy, uh, but it is basically the same. It's the same Apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit closer to home, you have Qantas. Um, you know, they spent millions of dollars and years developing the new uh, kangaroo, um, the f- new flying kangaroo, as they call it, on the back of the tail. And mm-hmm. all they really ended up doing um, was sort of putting a few more angles into the tail and into the head and into the knees so it looked a little mm-hmm. bit more aerodynamic and a little bit more futuristic. Okay. But, you know, that was something that they needed to do, but they held on to that heritage. And that's why, you know, a really well-designed Sonic brand um, needs to be able to stand that test of time and people do need to invest in that from an early stage. Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio-branding-strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website, and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while, totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that too. Now, back to the podcast. So why do you think that companies should be investing in an audio brand what advantage what advantage do you think it has for a company we've sort of touched on bits and bits and pieces of this but yeah i mean we've obviously touched on the fact that music and sound can break barriers um the fact of multi-sensory experiences are you know it improves memory function it generates stronger emotional uh response than uni mm-hmm. unisensory experiences so you know you need to have that audio uh existence um, where more senses are engaged, uh, more of the brain is activated. Uh, so there's a, a much better potential for longer-term associations. But then if you just take it back to the most simple side, you know, the market is changing, technology is changing, your ability to touch the customer base is changing. Um, you know, I think it was two, in 2018, $2 billion was spent on voice-activated shopping. Mm-hmm. So no, no visual medium. Uh, it was all... Um, voice activated and their prediction was for that to raise from 2 million to 40 billion uh, by 2022 and obviously i think with what's happened with covid and everyone living at home i think that would have been uh, escalated and you know it could oh, even yeah. be more than that or we might have already definitely hit that. accelerated now yeah <laughs> yeah and so if you have a brand and you do not have a sonic only presence you're missing out on a huge market um and you know and these technologies are not new you know home speakers podcasts wearables 
they're not new. They're, they're years old now. Uh, and so I think a lot of brands have got to uh, pull up their socks and catch up. That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's uh, it's important these days, especially when we're so inundated with the visuals, because it, it becomes noise. It becomes noise that isn't audio. <laughs> Absolutely. And well, interestingly, uh, that's another thing that I find fascinating is that because we are stuck in the home, there mm-hmm. are there is so much noise in the home. You know, obviously in the world, you go out and, you, you know, it's a sensory overload. But in mm-hmm. your house that you recognize, there is so, so many more things going on these days than there ever have in the past. So again, for your for you to invest in, and really design a logo that cuts through the, that noise and cuts through that frequency, and also isn't invasive because you're touching your customer at their most vulnerable. They're in their home. They're in their safe place. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're talking about you know home speakers, um, you know they haven't sat down, turned on the TV and decided to lock into the information that's coming to them. Often they're cooking, they're doing, they're sitting with their kids uh, and, yeah. and you're still, and you're touching them. So you can't, you know, you got to be very careful in the way that you do it uh, and the way that you really do um, resonate and, you know, you can't, you can't invade. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's mm. a very good point. I have Really love talking with you about this, Hamish. Thank you so much. Uh, how can people find out more about your company? Can you uh, tell people where they can reach you and where you are on social media? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, just uh, you just go to www.squeak and then the letter E, clean.com, um, which you'll fast be able to find us uh, through Facebook and Instagram uh, using that search uh search engine as well fantastic (laughs) well thanks so much this has been a lot of fun yeah it's been lovely to speak to you um thank you for uh taking the time and um and for shining a light on what is such an important uh area it's um you know it's fun to uh to to talk about nothing but audio i am right on board there (laughs) (laughs) and i look forward to hearing your voice uh across many campaigns for many years to come Well, we'll see what happens (laughs) from your mouth to other people's ears. Here we go. (laughs) That's it. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks again. All right, Jody. Thanks so much. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available on all the usual outlets. Until next time. (laughs) 